Welcome to the IoT 613 podcast, covering all aspects of the Internet of Things in Ottawa and beyond. My name is Robert Decker, Marketing Director at IoT 613, and I'm pleased to be your host for our podcast series. In the next few weeks, we'll be rolling out a number of podcasts related to all things IoT and speaking with some of our great sponsors and supporters from the three-day action-packed IoT 613 conference held at the Canadian Museum of History in April of 2018. We'll have topics on connected transportation, privacy and security, wearables, all forms of technology, and the business of IoT. First up, our special guest, Mark Hearn, Strategic Business Development, IoT Security at Erdeto. From product manager to cybersecurity expert, Mark is currently growing the important product Cloakware. So grab a coffee and enjoy the show. Also, feel free to engage with us on Twitter using the hashtag IoT613. So without further ado, let's begin. Hi, Mark. A pleasure to speak with you today and excited to learn a bit about you and the great work that's coming out of Erdetto. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for coming over to see us. It's our pleasure. So let's kick things off. Can you tell us a bit about your background and how you came to join Erdetto? Uh, certainly, for sure. So uh, actually, my, my background is uh, within the... Uh, IT community here in Ottawa going back many years. I was originally starting at Nortel, like the vast majority of us, perhaps. <laughs> um, and then um, actually early 2000s, I uh, actually wanted to shift focus and get more into the security side of things. I had joined a, a startup at the time called Cloakware. Uh, Cloakware was established here in Ottawa around about 1998 time frame. Um, and uh, it was a fairly small uh, company that started to look at this concept of protection of software from uh, hackers who might be doing reverse engineering or trying to tamper with the intended logic of, of a piece of code. Um, as a startup, uh, we, uh, we were into a variety of different markets early on. And then uh, in, a, in t- late 2007, uh, we were acquired by Iridetto. Uh, Iridetto was actually one of our customers. Um, and we were quite attractive to Iridetto where they were starting to expand their uh, footprint within the conditional access market for pay television to now have a software-based solution that would drastically reduce overall uh, cost of ownership while still meeting the security requirements of the media entertainment industry. So that's actually how I became uh, part of, of Iridetto was through that acquisition. Um, certainly now, though, um, over the years, the cloaker technology being quite flexible and versatile across many different industries, it now represents an opportunity for Iridetto to look at expanding into completely different industries. And so while we still maintain a very strong presence within the media industry, we have a number of what we call beyond media areas that we're looking at. And, you know, Connected transport is one, connected buildings, connected cities, manufacturing, are all examples of where um, we're taking things and where my my own um, experience is starting to expand. Um, you started as a programmer, I believe, way back in the day. Yep. And what was your role at uh, Cloakware as a startup? And you've grown significantly through Erdetto in the last 15 years, yeah, right? For sure, yeah. So I actually started out as a developer. Uh, I did C and C++ code um, for uh, what be- eventually became the primary network management tool at Nortel. Um, but uh, I had a, a couple of great mentors at Nortel that helped me realize I was only ever going to be just an okay developer, but that I had a fairly unique skill set around being able to identify the business side of technical problems. And so my product management career started there. 
Um, so I joined uh, Cloakware as a product manager, but being employee number 15, I also did QA. I wrote all of the um, user guides and did the training program. I did professional services. So having a strong technical background and still being able to do the business side and talk to the CEO and, and help sales, that's actually how I evolved my, my career uh, through product management and now over the last year or two into business development. So can you tell us about Erdetto's solutions, how they work, who they're for? Certainly. So, um, so Irredetto has a number of different um, security products and solutions that come together to help provide our customers with the uh, the security capabilities they need to deliver their products to their to their market. So, um, within within media and entertainment, there's quite a variety of these. We're very experienced in that market, and it ranges everything from a conditional access system, which helps control the rights that a consumer has to different uh, TV channels and so on, all the way through to um, over-the-top solutions where you can download content onto your phone. Um, we also have um, you know, security that's part of the uh, Hollywood Studio products, ranging into even more advanced things now where we're able to watermark, uh, say, live sports content, be able to identify pirated content out there on the internet and do takedowns of streams while the game is actually ongoing. So quite a wide variety of, of capabilities there. But if you bring it back to a core of how do you protect something that's important, that's on a device or on some type of um, component that may be outside of your traditional uh, IT security boundary, right? So think you know, the hacker has access to a set-top box in his own home, right? Or a hacker can get into a smart lock on a house or, say, an elevator that's deployed into a building. These represent a different type of threat to those products, and that's actually where um, Iridetto's products excel, are on those endpoints where a hacker can get access to it, figure out what's happening within it, and use that as a point of entry into a business or into uh, you know into some other type of business. Yeah. And that industry just keeps growing and growing. It's the end user, almost a consumer level, also the industrial level. It's correct. You know, there's more and more devices every day. I'm sure there's a number out there yeah. in the millions. And it's really interesting because particularly if you go back into say the media side of things, oftentimes the customer of that asset is someone you don't necessarily trust. Mm-hmm. And I think we're now seeing that in the IoT space as well, where the vast majority of the people who are actually using and leveraging the IoT devices that are out there are not necessarily people that you would have a trusted relationship with. So you need to make sure that your customer isn't the one who be, brings a threat into, uh, into your business. So with the growth of IoT in all industries and sectors, we talked about connected spaces, connected transportation. <laughs> How has Zerdetto kept up with the cybersecurity industry and continues to be a leader? So um, there's actually a couple of different angles uh, in here. Um, so Zerdetto is quite active with all of our customers. We tend to go into our engagements as a security partner. Uh, we're not a fire and forget type business. Um, we tend to work with our customers from inception of a project where they're identifying security requirements, we have ethical hackers on staff that will actually help the customer identify where holes or weaknesses might be in a project. We help provide them with the, the technology and tools that they can use to put security in. 
Um, and then once it actually goes out into the market, we actually have a team that's monitoring various aspects of both the internet generally as well as the dark web side. Um, looking to see where cyber criminals are active, what are the types of products that they're looking to attack, how they're planning to monetize those attacks. And we tend to take all of that back into a package where we can provide that information to our end customers. Obviously with those things, one of the key aspects is staying on top of all of those hacker trends as well as the technology trends. And so from a technology trend perspective, we also have a research team that's actually affiliated with a number of different academic institutions around the world whereby we're doing research projects around AI and machine learning and we're looking at the latest protocols and we're looking at blockchain and so we can identify how those things can come back in and be uh, have an effect on our customers business and thus then the security of those uh, of those trends. So what are some of the challenges related to specifically connected spaces and connected transportation? Is most of it at an operational level, staying one step ahead? Um, at this stage, I think it's um, there's a, a big element of trying to identify what um, what are the potential threats mm-hmm. that are going to occur with this this explosion of connectivity. Um, depending upon what are the the different markets, will actually determine whether a threat is something that is business affecting or is, could it even be human safety affecting? Certainly within connected transport, you see that where, um, you know, with a variety of the different advancements we're doing um, from autonomous to connected vehicles and whatnot, um, hacker access to the vehicle could be, uh, could be life-threatening. Uh, similarly, you'd say the same thing if it was in a building environment where if a hacker were to disable fire detect- uh, smoke detectors or if they were to change the functionality of an elevator, now you have a, a, a safety aspect. But also think of it in terms of um, connected manufacturing. If a hacker were to gain access to a factory and be able to ransomware and say, okay, you pay me you know, X million Bitcoins or I'm going to shut down your facility for two, two days or two weeks or what have you, that is, is uh, really impacting. So I think, you know, that's, that's where we actually see some of the challenges is getting that understanding back into those businesses so that they, they understand the potential risk to, the, to their, uh, their ongoing plans. They may not necessarily have, uh, have been thinking that way given their less on the connected historically. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially, every industry and sector is going to be affected by cybersecurity if they're not already in, that, in that world. That's right. So Erdetto has 15 offices around the world. I believe Erdetto is about 50 years old now. Yes. Uh, head offices in the, in the Netherlands. Can you speak about how the Ottawa office contributes to the Erdetto system? For certain. So um, as we kind of discussed a little, little earlier in the podcast, we talked about uh, Cloakware coming from Ottawa. It was originated here. Um, and so since uh, Cloakware was acquired, um, the, the technology that the Cloakware team had developed has worked its way in to providing security and protection across multiple different Iridata solutions. So in that sense, the Cloakware team here would have an engineering group in uh, in Amsterdam as a customer, or one of the development teams in Beijing are a customer of that technology. So from that perspective, the uh, the team here in Ottawa has been fundamental to uh, the business growth of Iridetto globally. 
Um, then additionally, we've also taken on um, the Cloaker technology as a product that can be marketed itself. And so from that perspective, we have a product management team that is supporting sales engagements. Um, as a technology that we've sold to customers, um, it's actually quite prolific out there in the market already. As I said, it's been deployed for uh, close to 15 years. Um, we have about 5 billion deployed instances of, of our protection uh, currently, but two, 2 billion are active at this moment. So it's quite, uh, quite a broad solution that uh, has started here in Ottawa and we've been able to bring out into a wider market. Then on top of that, the Ottawa office uh, is actually the birthplace of our connected transport team. So they kind of uh, were some innovators that came from the Cloakware group, um, looked at a couple of problem spaces within automotive, and a few of them are actual automotive enthusiasts as well. And so from there, it's, uh, it's really snowballed with you know, the real need for security in that, uh, in that market. Now it has a, a dedicated general manager, their own engineering team, dedicated sales, um, and the connected transport is, is one of our major initiatives going forward, and that's all based here in Ottawa as well. It's amazing. Do you find, you know, you've been here for 15 years in Ottawa at Erdetto and traveling the world and <laughs> making things happen. Do you find that uh, Ottawa has the talent you need, the partnerships you need, and being in Canada North is helpful to the brand? Oh, certainly, certainly. And uh, there's... There's just so much technical um, technical depth of talent here uh, here in Ottawa, uh, and especially more if you look at the connected transport team that we're putting together, the uh, the autonomous vehicle initiatives within Canada North are just attracting so much attention uh, and excitement. Yeah. So, so for us, um, having our connected transport team here is uh, is a no brainer. From a raw security standpoint, um, it's interesting. At first, you wouldn't think that there's there's a lot, but there's a number of different security companies based here in the Ottawa region. Um, and we've been able to, to bring in some really, really smart people that have helped us advance our roadmap and really build out where it is we, uh, we think we can take these technologies. We're going to dive in a little bit deeper to the Cloakware product as itself. I understand that it learns from cyber attacks and it gives clients and industry and analysis and the Cloakware product actually can implement patches and updates and so it's a continually evolving. Can you tell me a bit more about the reverse engineering and the technology involved? Certainly. So um, if you actually, if we start with how code is actually written and most developers that have gotten good grades, their professor have done so because it's nice structured code, easy to follow and they can really see how the logic has been implemented by the developer. The challenge is, is that that exact benefit to a professor is just, that's candy to a hacker <laughs> because it's so easy for them to bring up a reverse engineering, reverse engineering tool like uh, IDA Pro or some other type of debugger and follow through the logic to, oh, there's the key. I just simply need to circumvent here and, and I'll always be able to get into the content or, or access the device. What Cloakware does is actually at that point where the code is generated, we make it exceedingly difficult for the hacker to be able to figure out what the flow of code is, to be able to determine the logic or identify where uh, you know, a cryptographic key might be, uh, be getting decrypted or where critical data might be exposed. We make it very difficult for them to, to get to that point, very expensive for them to get to that point. We also make it so that when, if and when they do find a hack, 
they can't bring it across the whole market because it'll only affect a small subset of what was actually deployed. Through that, we have a number of these techniques that are constantly checking that code and providing information back to a system that may or may not be monitoring it. Um, so the reason why I say may or may not is these things need to be able to run completely separated from a network and still provide the protections required. But if it is connected to a network, then we want to be able to take advantage of that, that connectivity to be able to change the security stance on the device, maybe make other, other similar devices more aware that an attack is incoming on something that may affect them. That's one of the critical aspects of reducing the risk of an, of an automated attack across a network. And so in that sense, we're constantly monitoring what are the conditions that may occur. We have a couple of different layers of, of implementation of the Cloaker technology, depending upon how our customers need to put it into their product. And some of them actually become uh, much more uh, data-centric in providing input up into uh, IoT platforms, as an example. And those are the ones that then feed back. If I then take a look into where we're, we're taking this technology from a machine learning or artificial intelligence perspective, um, the data that we're able to collect does allow us to then start to identify what are the types of code structures that a hacker may prefer or are starting to learn around. As you may be aware, hackers themselves have a community where they're constantly sharing different type of attack techniques. And as we can learn where they're advancing their technology, then the machine learning can adapt any of our protections to be able to uh, keep our customers safe. It's amazing work. I like the fact that uh, your strategy is to make messy code so hackers can't follow exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, where do you see the future of Erdetto as it continues to evolve and the world keeps opening up with connected devices and so on? Where do you think Erdetto will be in 5, 10, 20 years? Is that even possible to answer? Well, it's, oh, I mean, the world is changing so uh, so dynamically, it's crazy. But um, I, I actually, going back to the full 15 years that, that I've been working through this technology, um, I see the time of us really hitting the mass market starting to come about. Um, you know, after years of, of having very specific use cases that were identifying the need to protect certain assets, the land of IoT security and connected transport and buildings and so on now brings those types of threats to, to everyday things that, that we encounter. Um, from that perspective, I, I really see an opportunity for us to, to move across many different industries and, uh, and really at this this point, I think our growth is limited by just what we're able to uh, to take on. As we start to look towards you know ten years out, I can easily see Iridetto being a very dominant security player within uh, you know easily four, six, even ten different industries potentially. As the need to secure those endpoints and the software that's running on it is critical to someone's business that's an opportunity for us to, uh, to grow. As you're a, a global company and you have clients almost everywhere, mm -hmm. what do you see out there that's really cool that fascinates you as an individual, not the company? Um, are there any trends or technologies that you are interested in? I, uh, I, I 
I mean, I like a lot of the stuff I'm seeing with around drone technology and how those can be used to like medevac, uh, you know, medicines and so on to uh, an accident victim or somebody in a remote community. I think that type of thing is really interesting. Um, I love, um, there's a trend around a thing called digital twins, which is this concept that you have a virtual image of a real thing running at all times, right? And so what's really interesting about that are those use cases where someone monitoring, um, say, the engine status on an airplane that's up in the sky may be able to detect trends of that could affect the safety of all of those passengers well before a pilot would ever experience anything, right? So I think there's things such as that which are quite interesting. Um, I think within the home and me personally, uh, there's a number of different IoT devices that I'm starting to, to put into my home. What I really like is that we're moving beyond the cool use case where somebody buys something and they've got it for a couple of days, but then it's boring into real world benefits, you know, the having a ring doorbell now so that, um, you know, the, uh, an elderly person can identify who it is on the screen before they answer the door, right? Or having a health app, which helps them keep track of whether or not they've taken their medicines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even saw one at uh, CES, and it's a smart cane, and it looks exactly like any other cane you can imagine, but it has sensors in it that it can tell if it's actually been dropped on the floor and how long it takes before it gets picked back up. And if it hasn't, isn't picked up within a certain period of time, then there's a set protocol of contacting 911 or, you know, or a relative. And those are the types of things where the technology is being used to help us further our lives. I find that stuff completely fascinating. Yeah, the, the consumer level products have more value than the product itself. It's the health and safety and well-being right. of people. Really interesting. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? It's been a pleasure chatting with you and learning about you and the company and some yeah, of your passion. Sure. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming out. And I, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be, be a part of uh, this, this podcast as well as the IoT 613 conference. Um, you know, Iridetto and Cloakware have been in the city for quite some time. We're a very uh, active and thriving business with most of our customers outside the city. And so um, you'll start to see us popping up a fair bit more within the region because we're really trying to push uh, who we are out in the community and help other companies that are now starting to get into the IoT space. We've got exposure to many global companies. We've got lots of knowledge and experience to share. And we really would like to help out many other uh, IoT companies in Ottawa, make Ottawa a successful hub for this type of technology. Well, on behalf of the team at IoT 613 and all our other sponsors, partners, volunteers, audience, everyone else, we thank you so much for your sponsorship and wish you the best of luck and we'll keep in touch. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark.